Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, it's time to get into some results again. Uh, super excited to talk about our experience down at the Mission Inn at the NCAA preview and talk about what else was happening throughout the country. Uh, but first, for those of you that saw some of the social media posts that we have, we do have some merchandise available. You can find it on our website, which is at www.d3golfguys.com. You can see all the merchandise there that we have available, but then DM us either in Twitter or on Instagram to order your shirts or poker chips or stickers that you're looking for. Uh, right now, we're working on a few different ways to try to be able to handle that a little bit better. All right, with that said, let's jump into a couple ladies' events, and then we're going to go straight down to Mission Inn. All right, so the first event is the D3 Classic, uh, hosted by Gustavus Adolphus up in Minnesota, where the Bethel University ladies absolutely dominated the competition to the tune of their A team won, and their B team finished four shots back in solo second place. Quite an impressive uh, performance by the Bethel University ladies. Um, Bethel finishes one and two with their B team. Carlton College finishes tied for third with Gustavus and St. Catherine. Uh, Wisconsin Lacrosse in sixth, Dubuque in seventh, Eau Claire eight, tied with St. Catherine's University's B team. McAllister, Wartburg, St. Olaf, Augsburg, St. Benedict, Wisconsin Oshkosh, Wisconsin Stout, St. Scholastica, Wisconsin River Falls, Concordia, and then Gustavus's B team. Uh, really nice performance there. Uh, 308 for the Bethel ladies in the first day. That was pretty much all it took from a separation perspective. Um, Wisconsin Lacrosse had the best round of day two with 312, which is also not 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 too shabby. Uh, t- two tied for first were Anna Schwartz and Bryn Sunquist, both from Bethel. So, uh, good tournament uh, up in Minnesota. I, I know uh, s- some of the people we were talking about it while we were at the Mission Inn. Um, so that was a, a great performance there. All right. Uh, the other big ladies tournament we want to talk about is the Illinois Wesleyan Fall Classic. Uh, Hosted by Illinois Wesleyan in Normal, Illinois. <clears throat> and what a tournament we had here. Uh, Wash U comes up from St. Louis and wins by five shots uh, over Denison University. Um, really great playing by the Wash U ladies. 306 the first day. was well, There were one shot back of Carthage uh, on the first day. But then they fire a second round 296 and uh, end up winning by five. Uh, Denison ladies shot 310 the first day and come all the way back with a 297 on the second day. So that's uh, really great golf being played by those ladies there. So the order of finish, Wash U 1, Denison 2, Grinnell 3, Illinois Wesleyan the hosts finished 4th. They had a nice comeback on uh, day 2 as well. Carthage unfortunately came with 315 the last day. They finished tied for 5th with Wisconsin Whitewater. St. Mary's College, Indiana, 7th. Rose Holman, 8th. DePaul, ninth. Uh, Center's B team actually finished 10th, which is an interesting thing. I know that I know when I talked to Coach Jane, they said they were sending the B team up there. That's not a bad finish for the B team. Um, Augustana College finished as 11th. Central College, 12th. Milliken, 13th. Elmhurst, 14th. Illinois Wesleyan's B team, 14th as well. Illinois College, 16th. North Central College, 17th. Franklin College, 18th, Carroll University, Wisconsin, 19th, and Wheaton College uh, did not finish the round. They only had three players. So 
Okay, um, from the individual front, uh, really interesting uh, performances here. Uh, Sydney Kuo from Wash U shoots a three under. She goes 72 day one, 69 three under day two, uh, which is really good. Um, Ashton Sinak from Wisconsin Whitewater finishes second at one over par. She goes 74-71 with a one under on day two. Uh, Sophia Alexander from Denison, who jumped up 34 spots. Uh, she shot 80 on day one and comes back with a 68 on day two, which is outstanding play. Uh, obviously, that was a low round of the day. Four under, 68, to finish, finish in a tied for third with Mary Lee from Grinnell College, Svarinka Bamakanti from Rose Holman, and Paige Sinefilippo from DePauw. And again, I apologize if I'm getting names wrong, but I've got lots of consonants going on here. Uh, tied for seventh, Kate Munro from Carthage College, along with uh, Paige Warren, who played as an individual for Wash U. So not only did Wash U win, they had an individual finish in the top 10. Um, Carthage actually had another individual finish in the top 11, which is really interesting. And they were tied with Lane Hirsch from Denison as well. Uh, Nina Couchy from Grinnell ended up finishing solo 10th at six over, but outstanding play 72, 78 for Nina, you know, 150 on that, on that golf course is a, is a good score. Um, and again, I, I'm seeing a lot of really good scores. I'm seeing a lot of sub 80 scores, which I think goes back to what we've been talking about on the ladies side all year, which is the, the yardage difference is having an impact. Um, and I think the scores are showing exactly what we wanted. It's not silly. It's not uh, crazy golf. It's not saying, oh, everybody's shooting even par. No, but it, it's the Division Three ladies are now able to shoot the same scores as the Division Three men. And I think that's, that's what we were looking for. We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Titleist. Titleist, the number one brand in golf. And I've seen a whole bunch of Titleist in all my years around D3 golf. But the best thing they have going for them is the Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. It's the best ball on tour. It's the best ball for college players. If you are a high-level player looking for the best golf ball around, there's nothing better than Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. Get yours today. All right. Now to turn our attention to the NCAA Fall Preview down at the Mission Inn. Uh, first things first. If you haven't had a chance to go down to the Mission Inn, you're missing out. It is a great little golf resort in Howie in the Hills, Florida. So it's it's just northwest of Orlando, um, just a little south of the Villages, where most people uh, know where that is because they see the big signs. Um, what a great little resort that they have there. Uh, two great golf courses. Uh, the resort was fabulous. The food, it was incredible. I, the breakfast buffet is worth the trip alone. Um, made to order omelets, waffles, bacon, so good. Uh, rooms were comfy. Uh, heard the pool was nice. Um, so just a great resort that they take such good care of us. And they're so appreciative to have the D3, uh, teams there. It's, it's awesome. And, and look, they, they're stepped up and they're, they've got Symmetra tour events there. So it's, it's a big time place for golf and, uh, just could not say enough about the team down at Mission Inn and how well they took care of all the Division Three teams. So special thanks to everybody down at the Mission Inn. We really appreciated your hospitality. Um, with that said, let's talk about the course a little bit. So there are two courses, Las Colinas and 
El Campeon. We talked about those in the preview earlier. You know, I would tell you this. This week, down at uh, Mission Inn, the golf courses played very differently than we've seen them play traditionally in the spring. Um, and and it's as you play enough Florida golf, you realize that sometimes in late summer here as we get into it, it's actually sort of the opposite of those in the north where in the spring and the fall, it's wet and slow and soft. In the, in the summer, it's firm and fast. Well, in Florida, they get all those afternoon showers, which we got almost every day, but it did not happen to affect the golf tournament at all. In fact, the only thing that really did was there was a fog, 30-minute fog delay on the very first day. But, uh, you know, I thought Las Colinas played pretty true to form, uh, but El Campeon was playing pretty soft, uh, especially around the greens. That's really where you see the teeth of El Campeon come out. So it's very interesting to watch when you see the scores. If you on golf stat, you look at the statistics, you know, Campeon was playing just barely higher than Las Colinas. It's usually four or five strokes. Uh, so the golf course played a little bit easier because the ball was not rolling through. You could stop the ball on the greens pretty easily. It was um, it was a pretty receptive campion for the entire day, the entire two days that we played there. So that was great. All right, now let's talk about the tournament. What a t- and what a tournament it was. First of all, just the field at this tournament was awesome. You had you know several teams that are all in the top. 30 easily at in the rankings. And after the next set of rankings, you're going to see big shakeouts here. But congratulations to Methodist University, who ends up winning the tournament. And they actually probably won the tournament on day one. Uh, they came out on day one at Las Colinas and shot a 15 under 273. Uh, it, it was outstanding play. Uh, Henry Angrier from Methodist, shot a a bogey-free 64. So that's pretty good. But then when when your other teammates shoot 72, 68, 69, that's how you shoot a 273, 15-under round. That was by far and away outpacing anybody else uh, that day. Uh, They had an 11-shot lead on Huntington after day one. Uh, which really at that point, they pretty much just had to not screw it up at the, after that. Um, but Methodist wins the tournament. Uh, Emory University finished the solo, solo second. They shot under par every day of the tournament, which is really, really impressive. They go 287 over at, El Cam- at uh, Las Colinas. And then at El Campeon, they go 285, 285, which is really good. So they finished seven under, five back of Methodist. Um, it was really great watching the t- teams come down the down the stretch there. Um, we were playing in foursomes. So Methodist, Emory, and Huntington were all staring at each other uh, coming down the stretch. The, the hard part about the pairings were there was lots of people who had flights to get back to the northern part of the country. So not everybody, we couldn't seed everybody by specifically by score. Um, so some of those people that were driving had, had the chance to have a little later tea time. But Methodist Emory and Huntington last day was really, really fun to watch. It just there was a lot of really good birdies out there that you just wouldn't you would not have appreciated it had you not seen it. And you know, the last day as you're looking at it, you know, the front nine that El Campion is, is tough. And so Methodist was a couple over par on the front, and then they went absolutely crazy on the back. That every person on their team birdied 10. 
Uh, Andre Chi, who ended up winning individually, had three more birdies on the back, so he shoots a backside three under 34 with one bogey. Uh, Cooper Raybrack shoots even with, again, birdies and, and one bogey. Uh, it just really impressive that they just closed like there was no tomorrow. Again, Emery rock solid as well. You know, Max Schwartz from Emery was a f- another three under on the backside with with Davis Higton, who you know he ended up tied with. He was three under on the backside, so I mean, really good playing um, as they came down the stretch. Uh, you know, I I think Emery had a shot there for a little bit. That, you know, they had one guy who who struggled on 18 and, and probably cost themselves three shots there that they ended up tossing out. So it didn't cost them too much, but there was another double in there somewhere else that they could have gotten even closer. And uh, during the front nine, they were, you know, they were within a couple shots. So it was really a really good uh, kind of match to watch the guys play against each other. And not to be outdone, Huntington College, who, you know, who shot 284 the first day, was really good, in good shape. A 295 on day two was a little bit out of character for them, but they came roaring back on day three for a, with a 281, and wow, were they impressive. I got a chance to watch Owen Burt play a little bit. Uh, what an outstanding young man. Great game. Grant Gronka, who I also got a really good view of, he was awesome on the last day. Was under par the entire day. Had a bogey on 17, which is not a mortal sin, but... Um, but boy, did they really go low? I mean, they had uh, two guys three under, uh, one guy four under. You know, Ethan, who I think made the most birdies of anybody, finished tied for second behind Andre Chi. He he has uh, two birdies and an eagle on the last nine. Really great playing. Uh, Carson Witten from Huntington also four under sixty eight. I mean. Their last day was 69, 69, 68, 75. I know Owen was bogey the last two coming in. You know, I think they'd love to have gotten those last two. Um, Two holes played a little bit better. You know, I think 17 and 18 kind of got them. And if you look, you know, Grant and Owen bogey 17, Owen birdies 18. That's the three shots they are behind Emory. Um, Now, that probably doesn't help them catch Methodist, but but I know they would have liked to have caught Emory. Uh, not to be outdone, Wittenberg, who finished fourth, played really nicely. Um, 293, 284, 287. Um, they got a little bit behind in the first day at Las Colinas, but then really came back nicely with that 284. Um, four under par on day two, and then one under on day three. Uh, Illinois Wesleyan, also, they finished fifth. Uh, great play in there. They were paced uh, most of the tournament. Um, by Jimmy Morton, who we expected to to play there. Um, Jimmy was seven under. He was tied for second with Ethan from Huntington College. Uh, <clears throat> great playing by the Illinois Wesleyan guys. Uh, you know, interesting. Will Nummy from Illinois Wesleyan really stepped up. He ended up finishing tied for 21st at three over with Ethan Wilkins. Jimmy and Ethan really paced them early on, and, and Will came on late there and, and played really well. Um and then uh, Carl Christensen from Illinois Wesleyan was really in a groove the last day. Unfortunately, he, he had a hiccup there on 17. And, and for those of you that didn't listen to the preview you know, with Eric Quinn, Eric Quinn talked about 17. 17 is a weird, quirky par 5 where you have to you, you cannot miss left at all off the tee. 
then the layup, like I know we, I know I saw a kid lay up with like a, a, a like a gap wedge to then be able to hit it over this tree that everybody talks about. Um, so it's just a really weird. It's the number one handicap hole. It's just a really weird hole that can just jump up and get you. Um, and so unfortunately, it, it got Illinois Wesley in the last day because they they had to count both a triple and a double coming down the stretch. That's five shots that would have kept them under par for the week and probably kept them in fourth. Um, so, you know, and, and why that's important is what we're going to talk about here as we go down the rest of the list. Where you finish in this tournament is going to have a major impact for the rest of the year and when it comes to nationals because not everybody's going to see these people again. Now, I think the next time you're going to see most of – some of these people are going to be at, at the Destin tournament, the Golf Week Destin tournament. But getting a win now helps you a lot going forward. So kind of going back through the rest of the team results. Obviously, Methodist 1, Emory 2, Huntington 3, Wittenberg 4, Illinois Wesleyan 5. Uh, Carnegie Mellon had a really nice tournament. They finished 6th. Greensboro College uh, follows up from their transy performance and does really well again. They finished solo 7th, which is a really nice performance. Also, York uh, College from Pennsylvania had a really good uh, outing. They finished eighth. Uh, Swanee finishes ninth, uh, right in front of their SAA compatriots, the Oglethorpe University team. Um, you know, it, it really that top ten is it, hitting top ten in this tournament is really good. It it means you're probably in the top ten to twelve in the, in the nation. Uh, there'll be a couple teams who weren't able to come here, but everybody else is pretty much here. Uh, Washington Lee, 11th, Willamette, 12th, Gustavus, 13th, Denison, 14th, Piedmont University, 15th, University of Rochester, 16th, Aurora University, 17th, uh, Christopher Newport, 18th, Hanton City, 19th, Rhodes College, 20th, uh, Wisconsin Eau Claire, 21st, Guilford College, 22nd, Averett University, 23rd, and McMurray University, 24th. Um, and now here's the hard part. You know, you, 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 hey, we finished like third to last. Yeah, but this is the top, you know, this is a field of top 30 teams. So it doesn't really mean that you're not a good team. It, you are. Uh, but this is the stacked event. This is a, I mean, you could probably pick this up and put most of this group out here for the national championships right now. And you wouldn't be missing a ton. You know, obviously we got to get the California schools in. There's a few schools in the Northeast. Some of the other automatic qualifiers may perform well, but if, if you're a potential at-large bid group, it's going to probably come from here with the exception of maybe a team out of Texas and or California. So, uh, but, but a really great golf was being played. I mean, to think that, you know, 900, three, so if you shot 300 every day, that would have finished you 17th in this tournament, which means... Oh man, they're getting it done at El Campeon for sure. And, and Las Colinas, I mean, fifteen under—that's that's pretty strong. All right, let's flip over to the individual tournament because with that was actually really really good. Um, Andre Chi from Methodist wins uh, with a final round seventy. He was just rock solid, consistent. He goes 69, 68, 70, 9 under total. Just outstanding golf. Up. And tied for second was. Ethan Unverzat from Huntingdon College. He's seven under, three under the last day. He goes 70, 70, 69, which is also very good. Uh, he's tied with Jimmy Morton from Illinois Wesleyan, who also shot seven under. He was 68, 70, 71. 
Uh, Austin Davis from Willamette University, he had a great final round. Uh, he went 70, 74, 67, five under the last day. So he was even coming in the last day and shoots five under the last day. That really paced Willamette to hold their spot in the team uh, standings. Uh, Evan DeSanto from Wittenberg also tied for fourth at five under. 73, 67, 71. I can't tell you how good 67 is at El Campeon. That's that's really good golf. Uh, uh, tied for sixth were Davis Higton from Emory with Max Schwartz, his teammate from Hick- from Emory as well. They were both four under. Um, Cole Jenkin from Wisconsin-Eau Claire, three under. Uh, our guy Will Knopf also tied for three under. Uh, I saw Will a couple times when we were out there. He's He played great, uh, 72, 71, 70. got better every day, um, just as long as he doesn't uh, sleep too much in the airport. Uh, Davis Reynolds. I got a chance to watch him play. What an outstanding uh, game he's got. Two under from Greensboro College, 71, 71, 72. Just very consistent, very steady. Um, you know, he, he's one of those steadying influences on a team that you really like. We talked about Grant Gronka. He finished solo 11th. Um, unfortunately, he just had a, a little bit rougher day on day two. He went 70, 76, 69. Uh, tied for 12th was Alex Price from Christopher Newport, Max Ulan from Gustavus Adolphus and Owen Burt from Huntington. Uh, so really great golf being played. I mean, even par got you 12th place, which I, on my prediction will be that that'll be a lot closer to the lead come May in the in Nationals because that golf course will play tougher in May. Now, I thought the golf, the course setup was excellent. We had had some problems with a couple of the holes previously. Um, so we moved some, there was moved some tees around um, and moved the one tee up on number seven, which I thought was a really good hole. Um, it, it took that little Creek out of play. And then, uh, there was a couple of other places where I thought the tee markers being moved either back or up were also very good, especially, uh, 13 up the hill and four up the hill. Um, I thought those were, were really good holes. And I mean, just tough. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, hitting it to 150 yards, but then you're having to play a almost 170 yard shot because it's into the wind and it's uphill so that severely. Um, you know, I, I look at this and go, if if you don't have plans for nationals and you want to watch some really good golf, you, you got to get to you got to get to this golf course because it is really fun to watch. The other nice thing is you can see lots of holes, and the the best part, the one of the best spots to sit, which is where a lot of coaches are going around back and forth is there's this little cluster of holes where you can kind of be on 9 green, 15 t, 8 t, 7 green, 14 green, and 10 t. They're all within, I would say, maybe 80 yards of each other. And uh, it was interesting because as uh, some of the people on 9 were playing playing it as a more drivable parkour, they were boss bombing into that spot all, all week. Um, but you had the two par 3s that you could walk back and forth on, the the one par five, the the shortened par four that we just talked about, and the tee ball at eight ten was it was just a great like you could see all the kids kind of coming through and back and watching them talk and catch up with each other as they were um, crossing over. So it was a really great tournament. Uh, special shout out to Coach Jim Owen from Oglethorpe who's the, who hosted this week. Uh, I thought they put on a great event. Um, you know, it was really well organized. It was great. A special shout out to whoever's idea it was to have the uh, ice uh, 
trailer. So, you know, so many times when you play in college golf, it's about keeping the drinks cold and, and doing all that. They would basically had a big trailer, a freezer for ice that the, each coach got a bag of ice every day, which was a lot better than trying to fill it up in the hotel rooms and doing that stuff, which a lot of the coaches end up doing throughout the year. So I thought that was a really good touch as well. Uh, but what a just a great outstanding tournament with some great golf. Um, it shined just a beautiful light on Division Three, And I cannot wait for Nationals later this year because it is going to be awesome, awesome. And I expect there to be big-time fireworks because – when we get to nationals, it's going to be four rounds. There'll be one at Las Colinas um, and one at El Campeon the first two days. And then the last two days will be at El Campeon after the cut. And man, if I would do just about anything to sit at El Campeon for the last two days of that tournament and watch. Because we'll have just tons of ability to watch this golf course. And the way it finishes with 16, 17, and 18, that anything can happen. As we saw this week, I mean... You know, positions moved and people have losses or wins based on 16, 17, and 18. Um, so it'll be a really, really great finish to, to watch everybody kind of come in um, and be able to stand there and watch sort of the the great play or the potential carnage. So super excited for that. Um, once again, thank you for having us down. Uh, it was great to see everybody at the dinner Sunday night. We set up a little merch table and everybody was coming by we, we got took a, a few pictures with uh, a couple of the teams so uh for those of you guys that were there we appreciate you guys following uh again check out our website if you're interested in some merch uh dm us on either instagram or twitter and then for anybody in that is going to be at wisconsin in wisconsin this weekend at the Ryder cup uh keep a lookout for d3 golf guys if you see us you know come over say hi take a picture uh would love to see you but uh if you need anything else from us, uh, we'll be at the Ryder Cup all weekend. Uh, so uh, when we get back next week, we'll check in with uh, some of the results and tournaments. I know the next tournament, I know there's uh, another tournament in Georgia, Royal Lakes. Uh, there's a couple other events. And then we're starting to barrel towards uh, the, the Destin Tournament for Golf Week. But until then, hit them straight. Cheers. Cheers.